Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. My guest today is the lovely Gillian from Finding You Coaching. She is an amazing life coach. She's also a fellow Sober Club coach. So I know her from doing my Sober Club coaching training with Janie Lee Grace as a part of the Sober Club. Um, Gillian helps women at midlife who are feeling stuck, lost or unsure um, to help them find their confidence and become self-empowered and create their dream life. And Gillian, through her own self-development and self-discovery, discovered sobriety and has a really inspirational story and some fantastic input. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode. If you want to find out more about Gillian and follow her, then please check the show notes and she'll also tell you at the end of the episode where you can find her online. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Alcohol Free Vibes community on Facebook, then please just search the Alcohol Free Vibes community on Facebook and request to join the group. There's a couple of questions that you need to answer there, but the group is free and I'll go on and approve you and it would be great to have you in the community. All right, without further ado, let's get started with Gillian's interview. Hello, Gillian. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing amazing, Annika. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you very much. And I'm going to start my interview with you the way that I always like to start interviews, which is to ask you to tell us quick fire your top five favorite things about being sober. Okay. Um, the, t- the absolute top one is that I actually like myself a lot more now than I did before when I was drinking. Um, that would be number one. Uh, number two, um, no hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just brilliant <laughs> not having hangovers? Like the, the basic thing of just feeling good every day yeah. um, and knowing if you don't, it's nothing to do with whatever happened the night before. Yeah. Um I have way less noise in my mind. This is something that I've noticed a lot now that I'm like over the 18 months. I think in the last six months or so, I've noticed that my thoughts, there's less monkey. You know that monkey mind that a lot of people talk about? Um, I have way less monkeys running around in my head now. So, which makes life a lot more pleasant and and joyful. Um, and, And I think along with that is my brain just functions better. Like I seem to be able to learn more now than I, you know, when I went to college, I drank my way through college. Like we partied hard when I was at college. And is it any wonder I didn't learn everything that I was supposed to learn when I was there? But now that I'm, you know, studying different things now, um, I find that my brain is just, 
it just soaks in the information and holds it so much better. I remember stuff, right? So much better. Mm. Um, and I think the fifth one is that I'm just so less reactive. Yeah. There's so much less drama these days because I don't make drama, right? There's not, yeah. I'm, you know, I feel great. So it's not, yeah. Love I think those, yeah, they all really resonate with me. And I know what you mean. You just feel so much cleverer when you let go of alcohol, right? And your brain's working properly. And I suppose when you're talking about the, the monkey mind, really, when we when we create space to um, by, by letting go of alcohol, we create that space where we can kind of look at ourselves and our behaviours and our life. And we get we get the control back. We, yeah. we can stop living from that fight or flight response where we're reacting to things all the time and, and we give ourselves that space to kind of question like why why do why is that triggering me or why why do I always do that uh, yeah. and that's really where some of the magic comes from isn't it because you get that control um, as to where you're going next in your journey um, yeah. which is you know one of the many reasons why I always say alcohol is a manifestation block because alcohol keeps those blinkers on you um, I think I, I find I found when I was drinking, I was much more of like what you would call an autonomer, like I was right. reacting to my environment. And right. yeah, and now I've kind of some, walked away from that. Um, so on that note, then let's look at your your story. So how did you stumble upon sobriety? I started thinking about my relationship with alcohol about nine years ago. Mm. which um, when I think about that now, now that I know what I know, it seems ridiculous. But nine years ago, I just didn't have the tools. I didn't have, there was none of the support and people weren't talking about it like you and I are here today. Um, there was none of that. It was something that was definitely in my mind that I knew deep down that if I wanted to really um, embody the health lifestyle that I was creating for myself that this was a really it was like just I don't know it just it was keeping me back mm. and I remember uh being at a wedding and going to this wedding and somebody and thinking I'd actually done a Jason Vale seven day juice plan yes yeah. you probably listen to this know who Jason Vale is and I come off that feeling just fantastic and I thought oh my goodness the not drinking is the part that's the part I've been missing right yeah. and we were going to a wedding I felt fantastic we got there my husband met me uh when I was you know at the resort and he brought in a 12 pack of Stella beer which was my thing right yeah. um or one of my things and I just I just let it fall I just let it go and it took me then another well until I, I kept thinking about it and trying, you know, the dry Januaries, the the um, dry for July, you know, sober October, that kind of thing. Or I would have periods that I didn't drink. I think there was about, I think it was close to a year that I didn't drink. Um, but it wasn't that I, you know, I knew I was, I always had it in the back of my mind that I was going to start drinking again. I didn't actually know that I could do this forever. Yeah, because I hadn't I didn't have the tools. And then about two years ago, I started listening to a podcast called This Naked Mind. Yeah. And uh, was, you know, I was in the States at the time. We were in Arizona at the time. And I listened to Annie Grace. And then I thought, OK, there's something out there. And it was like this light bulb that went on 
and just shone a light on all this stuff out there that is is you know about connection and self-care and all that stuff and I thought okay I need to learn how to do this properly Mm. so that um you know so that this can be long term and uh you know fast forward COVID came and I was in a situation family-wise where we had some really stressful situations family-wise and um I was drinking my way through it my drinking escalated my drinking had escalated at different points through my life when I lost my mother and stuff like that. But this was a time beginning a lockdown and um, the first time. And I thought, OK, this is your opportunity here. You can either, um, you know, keep going the way you are and it's not going to look good at the end. Like the, the when I was envisioning my life mm. two years or at the end of 2020, what it was going to look like if I kept drinking, wasn't going to be good yeah um or I could make the decision and learn how to set myself up for success you know listen to the podcast read the books connect with you know the silver club who you know that's how we've connected yeah and find out how to make this stick and that's what I did and um yeah just over 18 months later and thank goodness 18 months that's so good congratulations yeah thank you I think everyone who, not everybody, but a very high percentage of people who become sober kind of have that moment of fear, don't they? When when you're looking into the future and you think, hang on a minute, this is not the direction that I want to be heading. And fear can be a great motivator and certainly gives us that kind of um, motivation to start seeking out other solutions. But there does come a point, doesn't there, where we need a bit of a carrot as well as stick. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say carrot as well as stick, I mean, we need that inspiration of actually I might be walking towards something better. It's not about running away anymore. It's about walking into something wonderful. And did you have any moments in your early sobriety where you started to see that kind of sun on the horizon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was quite quick. I think the fear part for me uh that was the thing that kept me back for so long mm. um they but I didn't know I didn't know that there was something so much better on the other side of that fear mm. so the the how I was feeling like I was stuck in my comfort zone really you know yeah. the you know the wine every night or whatever so I was stuck there and I was scared of that I was scared of staying there but yeah. I was also scared of going through all that stuff that my mind, all that that story that my mind had created about what life was going to be like without alcohol. I was going to be boring. People were going to judge me. Um, it was, you know, there was just going to be no life. You know, it's just, yeah. what am I going to do? Nothing, you know, my life's going to stop if I don't drink alcohol. Um, and the fear of all that, that story being, you know, me buying into that story yeah. kept me stuck just on the edge of fear. So, I never went through the fear. It was really hard for me to go through through the fear until I learned that there was something better on the other side and that the fear didn't last that long. That uncomfortable zone doesn't really last that long anyway, Mm. right? But you need to learn that. You need to go out and you need to talk to people about that. You need to find people that inspire you. When I started looking looking for celebrities that are sober and I'd go, holy crow, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, and they're so burning. You know, how did they get there? Jada Pinkett Smith, mm. 
was a two bottle of two bottles of wine night girl. Yeah. And then one night she sat on the sofa and she thought, you know what, I have a problem here. I'm going to do something about this. And I remember reading her story and thinking, okay, I need to find more inspiration so that that image of what's at the other side of the fear is yeah. forefront in my mind. That's the thing I think about when, when I get scared or I get cravings or whatever, I want to keep that vision in my mind that there's something better on the other side. I love how you've just talked about the way that we, I call them sober heroes, right? We need mm-hmm. these, these inspirational beings to, to, to walk towards um, because, you know, nobody wants to feel like they've got a problem or that they're a failure or that they're like, you know, that they've hit some kind of bad patch or, you know, their life's not going the right way. And, and actually mm-hmm. you don't have to identify with any of those things if you want to, no. even if you really feel that like you've got a really big problem and there's nothing wrong in that because it's not you that's broken. It's the alcohol, right? Yes. But, our, our mirror neurons in our brain, we can't manifest anything unless we have seen it to believe it. We need, our brains yeah. need to see examples. And I know for me, I I felt quite stuck in my drinking when I was, when I just finished university and um, I, I, like you, drank my way through university. It was just, I, and I didn't, didn't feel embarrassed about it at all. I was like, this is what yeah. we do at university. <laughs> I was very yeah. proud of how much I drank at university, <laughs> which is just crazy now, but I really was. And um, after three years of continuing this, this ridiculous behavior, I, I thought, well, how could I possibly be fun without drinking? Like I'm a party girl. I'm the life and soul of the party. And yeah. I needed, I needed the, 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 I, the universe just put these people in my work. I had three or four teachers who were all quite young, who were very, very cool and all partied in different, like, in their own way some of them were like really loud some of them were quieter but I needed these people to be paraded in front of me just to see actually you can be really fun and not drink you don't have to give up anything about who you are but we need those examples don't we yeah Yeah. I think the 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 dark gray image that I had prior to learning all this Mm. was that if I was going to stop drinking that was something that was going to be a battle every day of my life for the rest of my life Mm. I'd been taught that the only way to do this is to admit that you have a problem um, to admit that you're an alcoholic to go to AA and to believe that each day when you wake up in the morning that you are going to have to white knuckle it through that day that was the belief that I had that's what I was that's the belief system that, you know, I had been led to believe, so to speak. Um, and that kept me stuck for a long, long time because I knew deep down that that wasn't going to work for me. And denial is just so much cosier than that reality that you've just painted. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was the same. I was like, I'm not going anywhere over to that dark space. And no. there are so many other wonderful, bright fabulous magical spaces you can hang out than than feeling and again I always say with um when you're looking at manifestation and spirituality it really boils down to two energies we can either work from the energy of fear or we can work from the energy of love if we're working from the energy of love that's where manifestations happen and nothing good ever came out of the energy of fear we need to walk away from that and it sounds like that's what you did when when you found these sober celebrities that you could aspire to yeah and I think also, um, as well as that, I'll, I'll, 
Can I tell you about a little moment that yeah. happened about three months in? Yeah. Um, so I remember, you know, for I think for a, for women like I'm 54, right? So there's um, I know just because I work with women at midlife, there's a lot of us at this point in our life feel that we're not worthy of. Um, and not just women at this age, like women in, in general, the people in general. Mm. Um, there's a lot of energy out there that, you know, we're not worth doing something outside the box, something different than the norm for ourselves. Yeah. And um, I was stuck in that. I thought, oh, God, you're not, you know, you can't can't think that you're better than somebody else or you know I was just stuck in those kind of mindset things that just keep myself small mm -hmm. and now when I see that now I'm going to get sidetracked a little bit here but I know that alcohol is there to keep us small I yes. really believe I and I think it's so marketed much. to women yep. to keep us down keep yep. us quiet and keep us conformed and yep. anyway um but I remember one morning like I went through pretty much my whole life not being able to look at myself in the mirror without pulling myself apart. Mm. And I know a lot of women are the same. Yeah. And especially when I was drinking, if I would get up in the morning and think, oh my God, why did you have more than that two glasses that you said you were going to, that you were only going to have two? And I would, you know, beat myself up and then I'd look at myself and I would pull apart every little thing, every flaw. And then about three months in, I remember one morning waking up, going downstairs and feeling that feeling of, oh, my God, that's another night that I didn't, another week or whatever that I didn't drink. I'm up to three months. And actually looking at myself in the mirror and looking at myself with a capital S, mm. the first time in years to actually look right in my eye to eye with myself, looking into my soul pretty much and saying to myself, oh, my effing God, you are worth it. You can oh, do this and you are worth it. And I had never looked at myself like that before in the mirror without pulling myself apart. And now bumps. <laughs> that, that really was a big big change for me that I actually realized that I was worth doing this for mm. and that self-love is something that we can all achieve and it actually changes your life if you can get to that point where you actually like yourself and then take it a step further and love yourself yeah right in the eyes without looking at your all the little bits in your face that you don't want to look at or in your body that you don't like it doesn't matter mm. but if you can look at your soul and love your soul oh my goodness your life changes alcohol robs you of that totally does I love that, that when you're describing that moment what I'm sort of reading in that is first of all I do think we all love ourselves deep down but there's just so much crap on top that we need to peel away yes and then it's like in that moment you reparented yourself and you saw your inner child and you were like I love you and I will protect you and I'm going to stand up for you I've had enough now and that's yeah. just such a magical moment and and anyone listening if you think oh, I hate myself I just want you to hear this and know that you 
you do love yourself deep down you've just you're just carrying a lot of baggage you're carrying a lot of programming um and alcohol it keeps us small it lowers our vibrations it makes us feel it does not give us confidence i mean how many people have said it gives me confidence alcohol strips away your confidence right yeah it strips away your ability to see yourself for the wonderful person that you already are yeah yeah um and it does that the proof of it doing that is that if it did any if it did build up your confidence and make you feel great and whatever then you wouldn't have to keep taking it to get that same effect Mm. right it's like it's just it just it just sucks you in right it just pulls you in um and yeah the the long-term the long-term picture is not is not Great. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard um Shaman Jurek calls alcohol a matrix trick and he's basically completely saying what you're saying is just keeps you small keeps you out yeah. of your power it stops mm-hmm. you from being as great as you can be um and it's it's a trick it's a con right yeah yeah so, since you've um since you stopped drinking then now you've stepped into your power you must have lots of wonderful big and small things that you've manifested because I would say alcohol is a manifestation block and when we let go of it you know we make so much space for wonderful things to come into our lives we can manifest more so what kinds of things have you manifested since you've given up um there's things that i've there's things that i've manifested this one of the things that i'm most proud of since i gave up alcohol is that am i gonna say this yes i am <laughs> That I'm still married. Yeah. Um, that I still have a relationship because I honestly believe if I'd kept going the way I was and the way that my drinking was escalating like a couple of years ago, mm. I don't know if I would have still been, I don't think I would have had this as good a relationship with my husband as I do. Wow. Um, so whether I've manifested that or not, but that's one of the things that I really am most grateful for um that giving up the alcohol allowed me to create allowed me to be myself um in a way that I didn't need anybody else to make me feel valuable um to make me feel you know more than or whatever I just needed to be myself and then things came you know things kind of fell into place as far as manifesting like as far as um learning new stuff becoming a coach starting a business Mm. um I don't know what else have I manifested those are two massive things there and 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 I totally I'm with you when if you want to have amazing relationships in your life the number one relationship you need to work on is with yourself and if you can't crack that then you're going to see problems pop up in your other relationships again and again until you heal them so that's just huge really and I think like it's a there's a ripple effect from giving up the alcohol and working on myself and you know to become a coach I've had to do so much work on myself right we can't coach unless we do the work ourselves first yeah um but since doing that the ripple effect and I talk talk about this to, to my clients as well. Like when they when you when everybody quite often people will hesitate about you know making an investment in themselves. 
you know, you, you and I have both done it and we're training and stuff like that, right? And you hesitate to make that investment in yourself because you think it's selfish and it's just for you. But the ripple effect is huge. The ripple effect keeps going and keeps yep. going. And as you change and you become, you know, somebody, a different version of yourself, like a better version of yourself, I think the ripple effect just starts again, right? It starts from where you are and keeps going out. So maybe you've reached your family the first while the first you know you did some changes in your life and the ripple effect was that your relationship with your partner or your spouse changed your kids or whatever and then it goes a little bit further your career suddenly works a little easier right um or relationships that work a little bit easier um and i think it just keeps on going that effect just keeps going and and if we're doing this there's something happening in communities too yeah right so yeah at the very edge of that ripple, there's the community. There's, you know, the universe, the world. We're bringing new energy into the world. I completely agree. And I always say, you know, when you heal yourself, you heal those around you. And mm. it's mm-hmm. it's crazy to witness it happening, but that's that's energy in action, isn't it? And actually, that was my next question to ask you how your your knowledge and experiences as a coach have have helped you in your own sobriety so I know that you've just touched on it there but are there any particular elements that people might find helpful listening to that people might be struggling with that you've got any tips that you've tried from your own coaching experience that you've used on yourself that I use on myself yeah um I think I talk about self-coaching actually a bit um I like to I like to think that you know if we're if we're putting out information like this and whether we're doing it here or in groups and and you know Facebook groups and stuff like that I think that we're my idea is that I can plant a a little seed with somebody that's going to allow them to self-coach themselves through something if that's what they can do yeah um and I think I did that a lot before I started training to be a coach when I first quit drinking I did a lot of self-coaching through those moments of when you know those effort moments Mm. um you know when the cravings got bad when uh you know because you do your emotions go up and down so I think just learning that um the biggest thing that I learned if it's a tip that I can give um is that an emotion only lasts 90 seconds in your body Mm. so Whatever you're feeling, and I know it sounds, you'll go, oh, no, 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 that's not right. I've been scared about this for my whole life, or I've been, you know, I've had that craving all day for that glass of wine or whatever. Um, The emotion physically only lasts 90 seconds in your body. If 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 you're still feeling it after 90 seconds, it's actually a choice. You're choosing to hold on to it. When I learned that, that really helped me through those moments when the cravings were really bad. Um, Because, you know, you feel that something physical, the energy in your body is just going crazy, right? It's like a freaking earthquake. Somebody, actually a client talked to me this week about having an earthquake. It felt like an earthquake in her body. Mm. And it does, you feel like the ground's shaking and everything's going. And, but if you can just stop, pause, breathe learn some breathing techniques and get yourself through 90 seconds you really will find that that feeling that emotion will start to subside Mm. 
And if it doesn't, and it keeps going, it keeps going, you have, you have to tune into your thoughts and change a thought around that so that you can, so that you can let go of that emotion. I don't know, I hope I explained that. Yeah, I love that. And I'm, you're, what you're describing is really this idea of welcoming in an emotion yes. and allowing it to to take over your body and what for, for so many people you know one of our biggest triggers to wanting a drink is oh no I'm feeling something that I don't want to feel let yes. me self-medicate and actually being able to say oh hello emotion welcome please yes. take a seat okay breathe I'm going to feel you and then I'm going to say mm, like pray tell what, what yes. you teach me <laughs> yeah and getting the journal out and going yeah I feel really awful right now and that's okay let me have a little pick around and see what's going on here and yeah that that for me I remember so the first time I stopped drinking when I was 25 um I I remember you know having days when I would feel really emotional very emotional person and I could say to myself well I can't go home and have a glass of wine now so the only thing I'm I can do is get my journal out and I'm just gonna have to actually sort my head out so I can file this away and move on because I can't numb it and that meant that I was just getting happier every day yeah yeah Yeah. I, I really thought about um not running away from the emotion or not getting distracted and going doing something else. Mm. I don't know if this is, um, well, I know I'd read and, you know, when I was thinking about quitting drinking, I'd read an AA about if if you get a craving, um, just just stop what you're doing, go and do something else. Just distract yourself. And I remember thinking, reading that and thinking, okay but that's not going to solve it that's Mm -hmm. it's just going to come around again so it's just going to learn my brain it's going to teach my brain that when I'm feeling uncomfortable I need to run away yeah and I thought no that doesn't sit true for me so um I remember I've talked to a few people about this but I remember the worst point holding on to the edge of the kitchen counter Mm. because I knew you know I never I never got rid of all the drink in the house or whatever I never did that my husband still has a drink every now and again but holding on to the counter edge and thinking about that bottle of red wine that was in the cupboard and thinking oh that would be so nice just to open that right now and having that vibration go through my body and just breathe in for 90 seconds just breathe in and it went and then thinking oh my god if I can get through that amazing that is it that's what I need to do stop pause take a breath notice what your body's feeling notice the energy going through your body this energy is not it's there for a purpose it's there to serve us yeah it's what we think about it that actually turns it into something that's bad I love it and actually the way you were um, observing that energy was almost like a detoxification process you were like Mm. and release yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah you let like it move through you and you let it release that was a very kind of rapey yeah. approach on, on the note of yes. energy then uh so I talk a lot about the fact that alcohol lowers our vibrations so we know this when we feel hungover like we we've all experienced a very low vibe vibe state when we've been hungover and yeah. a lot of people find that when we stop drinking we notice a huge difference in our vibrations our energy levels and how how we're able to feel joy uh, yeah. what did you you know how was this experience for you when you stopped yeah definitely I, I agree with everything that you just said it's um I think I, it's allowed me to tune into 
my true energy mm. in a much clearer way. Um, it's really allowed me to um, think about what I'm putting into my body affects my energy mm. level. So um, the realization, you know, just you know, learning and, and knowing, getting to know this, this information and the way that alcohol does, you know, lower your energy level made, made me start to think about, okay, what can I put into my body that actually raises my energy level? Mm. Um, so, you know, I've thought a lot about that. I've done a lot of work on the, on myself. I, I don't coach, I'm not a nutritional coach. Um, but I, I, I know what works for me. I know the stuff now that keeps my energy grounded. Yeah. So, and it might be something like, you know, green juice. Yeah. That, you know, people think, oh, that's a light thing. That's the thing that you take if you want to lose weight or whatever. For me, it's just everything that's in that, that little glass is so bound to the earth and what's come out of the earth that when I put it into my body it actually makes me feel grounded I love that and I totally agree everything we put into our body including our thoughts as well as our water yes. and things that we eat they all affect our vibrations and, and yes you know, we might think oh it's boring to think about the foundations the fundamentals of you know sleeping enough and eating properly but they are all affecting our energy system and yeah. the more we we pay attention to it like it becomes a joyous process because you start to feel incredible yeah 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 oh this has just then, made me so excited to go and have a green juice after this call <laughs> <laughs> um so if we've got any listeners out there who are just starting their sober journey they might be feeling a little bit shaky a little bit wobbly at the moment um what would you what would you say to them right now oh get connected yeah it's all about connection yeah. Um, yeah, if there's, I, we were talking about it the other day. Um, in fact, it was somebody, I listened to Janie's podcast the other day and she had Cheryl Rickman on. Yeah. We talked about um, connection being like the, the, the counter, the, the enemy of your inner critic. Yeah, yeah. And quite often when we're in the early days and we're, we're getting to that stage that we're at a little bit of a wobbly stage, a lot of it can be our thoughts that come up and our inner critic will say, well, you've, you know, you failed at this before, so you're going to fail again. So why don't you just give up now? Right. Or don't be such a bore or whatever. Right. There's that voices in our mind that come up. And if we don't connect with people that actually raise our energy level. Right. So if you connect with people that have that are vibrating maybe on a higher level and that's not in a conceited way at all yeah. right but if you can connect, would like, be, yeah. yeah 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 the way you want to be exactly if you can find a tribe like that and connect with a tribe like that um that's the that's the enemy of your inner critic and that'll you know get rid of your wobbles you need to find that connection and you need to get that support um to get you through those those moments um yeah 
that's wonderful I think that's an amazing tip and um just I know I've mentioned it in the introduction but um we're both members of the Sober Club run by Janie Lee Grace and and that provides such a, a wonderful yes. uh, online tribe for for lots of people as well yeah. so just, I don't think there's another group out there that there's as much love between every oh, member it's, that's, that's wonderful it's fantastic group. yeah <laughs> yeah we love yeah. it. Uh, right, just before we wrap up, would you just like to um, let everybody know where they can find you online if they want to connect with you for coaching or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Julian Coburn. My uh, coaching business is called Finding You Coaching. So it's findingyoucoaching.co.uk. Um, and there's some information in there about coaching with me one-on-one. Um, I run groups for women who are at midlife and not necessarily sober um, or even curious about being alcohol free but for women at midlife who feel a little lost a little stuck and you know sometimes at this point in our life we can get a bit dull little you know things are not exciting and um, and we go through a 12-week program that brings back some joy and uh, into their lives at midlife so um, findingyoucoaching.co.uk and yeah send me an email. I'm always happy to chat to people. I can't, you know, I can't stress that enough. If, if somebody wants to just get on the phone and have a chat about something, oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Julian. It's been so thank nice to catch up today. And thanks for coming on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks, Annika. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And in fact, if you leave me a five-star review and give me a social media shout out and tag me, then you are in for a good chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me. So I give out five free one-to-one coaching sessions a month. And if you follow those instructions, then you are in for a good chance of winning one for yourself. Alternatively, if you would like to download my free 30-day Sober Curious Reset Guide, then please head on over to my website at www.coachingbyannika.co.uk. Or if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my handle is at coachingbyannika. Annika is spelt A-N-N-E-K-A. Alternatively, you might just want to go right ahead and book a free discovery call with me, which you can also do on my website. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to have you tune in to this high vibe space this time next week. Keep manifesting.